0: Now, the confusion, now let's get into vision versus mission. This often is confusion, and normally it's around the statement, your vision statement, your mission statement. Suspend that for now as well. Ultimately, you'll get into that. But it's critical that you separate these two mentally. And and as you're discerning the vision, it's that picture. And we're going to talk about biblical pictures of the vision, right? It's throughout Scripture, as Nick mentioned, and also mission is throughout scripture as well. Jesus' mission, or mission as a disciple, ultimately to get to that vision state. So just recognize that you'll have some overlap with your vision and your mission, and that's okay. These are only supposed to be tools that will enable you to be more clear in what it is you're trying to do, what you are doing, being able to communicate that to everybody in your parish or your school or your family, right? So that your goal here is to provide clarity, casting a vision, understanding clarity of the mission, and communicating that effectively to everyone.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Mission Guys podcast, where our goal is to help equip you as a leader for transformation in the church. If you are a bishop, priest, or layperson leading in a diocese, parish, school, family, or a mission-driven company, this podcast is for you. And we are your hosts. I'm Nick Jorgensen. And I'm Rick Pop, and if you're new to us, we post episodes on leadership
0: topics, and we host interviews with leaders just like you. I'm excited about today's topic, and we hope to help you as leaders in the church fulfill one of your most important roles, and that is to establish and communicate clarity of vision and mission. However, we find a <laughs> lot of confusion, and this has happened in the secular world, in the church world, so much confusion around. These concepts of what is mission, what is vision, what are metrics, what is strategy. But before we go any further, Nick.
1: Yes, let's talk to the one who sorts through all the confusion and brings clarity. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for the gift of even being able to do this and have this conversation. We thank you for the inspiration to do it. Father, we want to do your will, we want to see your vision for your church for our families and schools and parishes and dioceses, and so king jesus we just really ask you to renew our minds and hearts even now fill rick and myself with your holy spirit and every listener with your holy spirit right now to receive a new clarity on what vision means and mission and strategy and all the confusion there holy spirit we ask you to Even now begin to inspire your leaders with your vision, the vision you have for every single soul, the vision you have for every single institution on earth. Come Holy Spirit and do it for us all now. We pray all this in Jesus mighty name. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks Nick. Vision,
0: mission, strategy, priorities, objectives, plans, metrics key process, indicators, KPIs, all the other acronyms, many more potentially confusing terms that most of us have struggled with on occasion. And in our work, we see these terms, we use them often, and we see them used often in different ways, with different meanings. So we've decided to record a mini-series with the intention of bringing clarity to much of this, and all of it within, within a biblical worldview you know, and being docile to the Holy Spirit as we go
1: along this journey. And so in this first episode, we are going to go after vision, specifically vision. We'll talk about a couple other things just as it relates to vision for clarity purposes, but this is going to be the vision episode, and it will lead into episodes on those other topics like mission. And the thing about vision in the church specifically for church leaders it matters so much you cannot lead your people well to the to be on mission without casting a vision in a way that's compelling that's exciting and that makes me go oh my goodness there's so much purpose here there's more meaning here than i could possibly find anywhere else in the world and that's the church and so i sign me up i want to be a part of that mission i want to be a part of that vision to further complicate the topic even, we find in working
0: in the church, in leadership, we know that there are some that shudder at the concept of what is viewed as using management tools or Mm. business tools in the church. And so we just ask, if you're of that mind, just bear with us a little bit. We've already done a few episodes on why management tools don't work in the church. And the punchline on that, by the way, is they do, but it's only with a biblical worldview, and it's only being docile to the Holy Spirit. But Any of these tools that we dig deeper into have biblical roots, which we will touch on today as we normally do, and we just ask that you bear with us, hang in there with us, because it truly is so fundamental to leadership, is that your role as a leader is to cast a vision, and your role as a leader in a church is to hear what the Lord has for His description of the vision of success. All right, so let's maybe we start with some basic concepts, and here we go. We'll touch on several, but then we'll hone in on vision. So vision, as it's very intuitive, vision, you're seeing something. It's a view of a new place. It's a view of a destination, a different place than where we are now. It's a place that we will arrive to, or we may never arrive, but we at least are going toward that vision, that place after we've been successful on our mission. We, we have achieved a new place based on our actions, based on our work. And as leaders in the church, it's incumbent upon us to pray and discern the place that the Lord is calling us to go. We must ask him to show us what is this place? What does it look like? Where is it? Who is there? What are people doing differently than they're doing now? How are people behaving differently than maybe they are behaving now? What are the fruits in this place? This is not a vision statement. We're not talking about a vision statement, but from this, certainly, a statement can be a helpful tool to help bring clarity, right? So you can develop a vision statement. We're not talking about vision statement. We're talking about the vision of success. Where's the Lord calling us to go? What does it look like when we've arrived? We'll talk more about that later because that's what this will go deeper into vision.
1: Yeah, so If you're getting hung up already, don't get hung up. Just stay with us. We're walking through big concepts right now to keep breaking it down. So mission flowing from vision. Mission is the call and the plan to get to that vision of success. The mission is the clarity on what we are going to do, how we are going to succeed. You, you think about like the master planning right? So we're not talking about little tiny objectives and tactical details. Mission is the the broad plan. How are we going to arrive at that vision, that destination that you are being inspired by? And you you can almost think of mission impossible. They say your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to X. So they give them this broad mission and then they have to go figure all the details on how that's going to work.
0: You'll also hear and we use and often see used in a very difficult way, terms like metrics, indicators, or markers. And especially in the church, we get some pushback around, you can't measure conversion. And we're not talking about measuring everything, certainly. But we also know that there are indicators, there's evidence. You know, there there are observations you can make, and certainly there are things also that you can measure. And these terms, all of this should just answer an important question. How do we know? How do we know if we've arrived at our vision of success? So that's, we can use indicators, markers, evidence, metrics that are evidence that would say we are in fact at that place. Or we can also, I should say, and we can also use metrics, indicators, markers on the journey toward that place the metrics indicators of the mission itself, how is it going? How do we know if we're on the right path that God has called us to? Again, some of these are measurable and some are objective, but most of the indicators are not easy to measure. They're far more observable. And they might even, again, I think the word evidence in a lot of this is evidence of success versus a measure of success. And and you may even hear a terminology that's worth thinking about is there are result indicators. So it's at the very end. Are you having more conversions? Are there more disciples preaching the gospel at the end? It's like, that's an that's a result indicator. Versus along the way, you're measuring things that you're doing. It's not the end game. And both are valuable. Okay? So we don't want anyone to get too hung up either way as, oh, you're trying to just Measure and try to have metrics and this dashboard and overly secularize indicators and evidence of the mission. And the most important measure I would suggest is prayer. And just ask the Lord. And this is not our idea. This is, came from our friend Bishop Groves out of And I said, Do you ever think about asking the Lord if we're doing this well? Do you ever think you ask the Lord how are we doing? It's like how simple can <laughs> that be? And then truly listen. And if He tells you that the answer is no. And then maybe you need to adjust the plans. (laughs) Right. And so with that then, also other terms, you have goals or targets or objectives, right? So it's not worth having a metric if there's really no indication of it's good or bad. So if you're in your own health, you're setting, I'm going to measure my weight. But if there's no like goal, target or objective against what am I trying to achieve that don't measure your weight? Too often people measure things, but they don't have a standard. It doesn't go against anything that would help you answer the question,
1: how's it going? Just thinking about how many of us would like to step on the scale right now and go, doesn't matter if I gained or lost weight right now. Doesn't matter. There's no standard. But <laughs> so then this last term we really wanted to go after in the same context is strategy. This is an all-encompassing term that includes the vision the mission, the metrics, the goals, the targets, all of it. That's the, that's, that's the broad strategy for everything. Strategy is about discerning God's will. So all those things we just said, his mission, his vision, his assessment of how it's all going. Now, we use Lencioni's work a lot. We reference him, Pat Lencioni, his work from Table Group and his book, The Advantage. And there's something in there called Strategic Anchors. That is not the broad sense of strategy we mean here. Strategic anchors are great. We love them, but that's not, when we say strategy, that is not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the broad sense. So a quick recap of these things. Vision, it is a the view of the destination that we are trying to go to. And we're not coming up with it ourselves. It's the Holy Spirit. Mission is the call, the plan, the master plan to achieve getting to that destination. Metrics, indicators, markers, these terms answer those questions, how do we know? How is it going? Are we seeing ourselves on that journey towards that vision of success? And how will we know, what are those things that tell us we know we've arrived? The goals, the targets, the objectives, those are those big pieces of the plans that make up the mission in order to make, help us get focused and drive ourselves on a path towards that end. And then strategy, again, this all-encompassing term. And we recognize a lot of the topics
0: we touch on, there's a zillion books and classes you can take around this, but hopefully it's the simplicity of it. And within the church context, you know, the vision is part of strategy. The mission is part of strategy. The strategic anchors are part of strategy. You call it, it's all part of making the decisions based on God's will, right? It's the discernment of the strategy. Now, the confusion, now let's get into vision versus mission this often is confusion and normally it's around the statement your vision statement your mission statement suspend that for now as well ultimately you'll get into that but it's critical that you separate these two mentally and and as you're discerning the vision it, it's that picture and we're going to talk about biblical pictures of the vision right it's throughout scripture as nick mentioned and also mission is throughout scripture as well jesus mission or mission as a disciple ultimately, to get to that vision state. So just recognize that you'll have some overlap with your vision and your mission, and that's okay. These are only supposed to be tools that'll enable you to be more clear in what it is you're trying to do, what you are doing, being able to communicate that to everybody in your parish or your school or your family, right? So that your goal here is to provide clarity, casting a vision, understanding clarity of the mission, and communicating
1: that effectively to everybody. Rick, what you just said is so important. It bears repeating. Don't get too hung up on, is this the vision or is this the mission? mission. There's going to be some bleed. It's important to be clear, but don't get too hung up that it paralyzes you. This is what we see in leaders. They get paralyzed by some of these things. And this is why vision is so important, though. It is so important that people hear The vision God has for his people, for his church, for this parish, for this family. It directs our energy. It directs our attention. It brings clarity to even how to live. What are we looking for in the church? Because we have a hard time thinking about metrics, indicators of success and fruit. Because of those things, it makes vision all that much more important. And it doesn't come in 15 minutes. You have to spend time on this. You have to spend time in prayer on this. And we really believe, we firmly believe, we've seen it, the Holy Spirit will give you God's vision for your fill-in-the-blank organization or life. And it's so fundamental that if you don't have it, if you don't have it, you really won't see the fruit that God has for you in your life or organization. Maybe some analogies will help. So some
0: simple analogies. And let's start with one. And I've recently, am living this kind of and getting almost done with it, but remodeling our home. And I've mentioned this before. So this remodeling our home, we've had this vision of being able to have people, our family reunions, we even did a class reunion this summer, being able to have people at our house in a different way. And so this remodeling of our home included redoing a basement, it included having a deck, it included the flow of how people come in and out of the house. And so this vision was this end state of people mingling, of of people being able to use the downstairs kitchen bar, being able to easily go upstairs, enjoy. We live on this river, be able to enjoy the view. So this vision, before we did any of it, was like, man, wouldn't that be great? And to have that aligned vision with my wife and said, all right, this is where we're going toward, right? So that's an example. Now, the mission could include, we're on mission To be able to bring people together more, that's part of that mission. Our mission is we're going to, we're not going to spend a whole lot of money on it. We got to stay within. So all of this is like in a very effective way, we're going to get to this point. Been called to do this and bring people together. But we have this vision, this picture, this mental model, this spiritual model of this is where we want to end up. And we can tell, and we had some indicators of that, All right? Now there's a, there's an intermediate vision. So it might take us 10 years to get to the end. five years from now it'll look different than it will in 10 years from now. And as long as we're aligned, we're going to go with that. We know there's going to be some pain along the way. And that's an example. So remodeling though. Let's say another one is learning guitar. One of our dear friends is picking up the guitar again. And he described the beauty and his vision of bringing the family together around a campfire or in the house, and being able to sing together. So that vision Is I just see that we're sitting there together as a family. Some might say, I'm going to learn the guitar, I'm going to go play in a bar. I'm I'm just going to enjoy and bring a lot of people I don't know together and have fun. Some may say, I want to learn it. And I just picture myself enjoying and honoring the Lord, maybe singing some worship music, and that's it. And it helps me, my cognitive, like my brain and whatever it is, right? So you have this vision. And along the way, you also have the vision of an intermediate step where it might be hard to do along the way, right so these are visions now the mission in getting there is different than the vision of success or the vision of the journey along the way and maybe one more let's just say we use a health analogy getting in the best shape of your life for some it's I want to be able to go for a hike with my grandchildren. Others might say i want to, I want to go play basketball again or I want to compete for a gold medal it's what is that vision that you have to have aligned and be aligned with those that are also on that journey with you. And then you think about is the mission, is God calling me? How does he call me to get there? Who am I going with? How am I going to get there? So hopefully those help a little bit And that when we talk about it from what you're going to do in your parish and your school, and we talk about this end vision, and then there's this intermediate vision, hopefully it helps you then actually achieve that clarity, discern that clarity, and then be able to effectively communicate that clarity to all those people who need to have alignment and share that common vision.
1: Rick, those analogies are really helpful. And just to hang with them for a moment, to really contrast with mission, the, like the best shape of your life, you did a great job. Here's Is this, Here's this vision. I'm hiking with my kids. I'm in shape to hike. I'm, I'm picturing myself hiking and enjoying hikes and climbing mountains, or I'm playing basketball and I'm enjoying myself. And I'm bonding with friends or family members. And then that mission component is, so how am I going to do that? I might lift weights. I might run on the treadmill. And then my goal would be, I'm going to run 20 minutes a day on the treadmill. I'm going to lift weights three times a week at at this gym. That's the mission stuff. The vision is the hiking and the basketball. So again, just bouncing back and forth between these two realities.
0: And you might get into some purists that will say, hey, when you start getting into all that detail, you're not doing strategic planning anymore. You're in tactics, that's fine. Somebody has to do it. And we know that the church teams are so small. You do both. You're at a strategic level and you're at a tactical level. So at some point, if definitionally you say strategy ends and tactics begin, that's fine as well. You know, again, we don't get too hung up on all those details because these are intended to make life easier, not harder. But I'll tell you what, in all of those examples, some of the things that no matter if it was for... Even going on a vacation, like this vision of a vacation, I'm I'm envisioning, I'm sitting by a beach, I'm healing, I've got some wounds, it's restful, it's relaxing, or it's a different vacation where my wife and I just shot and drove 2,000 miles and went to the NCAA National Championship. We knew that it was for that event, and it was a blast. It wasn't going to heal anything, although it was healing to see Michigan win it all. But anyway, so it's like, you got to have that alignment. So if my wife thought, oh, I'm going to go on a relaxing trip and we drove forever and we're at a wild event, you're not going to do it together and it's not going to live up to what you want to live up to. Maybe those are silly examples, but in all those examples, we're challenging you all to envision the finished state. And there's many stages along the way. You can envision that long-term end game that maybe you never achieve and you can have intermediate steps along the way to say, how might it look in five years? How might it look in 10 years? Lord, help us see that. And along the way, the journey, there's markers, there's indicators, there's evidence. It never goes exactly how you want it to go. You're going to experience changes. You're going to experience problems. You might injure yourself. You might run into people or other priorities come up and you adjust then that vision adjusts along the way. And when you and again, it, all, it sometimes gets worse, the home remodel thing we were sitting with cardboard countertops and no sink, but we knew that was part of it along the way. We envisioned
1: that already. Rick, that's again really helpful to break down these examples to make it concrete. We want to make this practical and concrete and real for you. so when you're you're a church leader and you are looking to craft and build a vision, you're going to go to prayer on this, but the foundation for all of it for all of this work as a church leader is to start with the big end in mind. So what we're talking about here is the gospel, the vision for anything in the church starts in the gospel. It's the big narrative, the biblical narrative. And we think there's no better place to go for this than Father John Ricardo and the Rescue Project, where he breaks the gospel down into four parts, created, captured, rescued, response. It's compelling, It's inspiring. It's the actual gospel. And the Lord said the power is in the gospel. It renews you. It changes you. It transforms you. That message, if you haven't recently been inspired by it, the whole message, if you haven't recently been renewed again by the message of the gospel, as a leader in the church, it's going to be very hard for you to cast a vision for the thing you've been called to lead. We're not going to open the gospel right now, but if you haven't been inspired by it, go do that first. That's your first step. Go back to it. Go check out the Rescue Project so that you can begin with the end in mind, that you can remember who God is, what he's done for us, and what Jesus came to do is to restore us to the Father in this eternity. that has got this perfect vision. Now, applying this to your life, applying this to your situation, building on that, that house example that Rick mentioned, I just want to say this. My wife and I, on a family level, we have a vision to live as disciples, to follow Jesus. And we're far from perfect, but we have a vision to live, to hear those great words one day, well done, my good and faithful servant. The home we're in, we moved into, we had a vision to own a home and to raise a family. We fulfilled that seven years ago by buying this house and moving into it. Our vision has since changed. This house does not serve our vision. So we are looking to move. We're praying that God would bring us a home because our vision is to use our home as a, church to bring people to, for people to come experience God, the gospel, scriptures, to grow, to build community. So our home doesn't serve that. So we have a new vision for a new home and we're looking for it. And that's not the end of our lives, but that is, this is an urgent vision that we want to fulfill. And we're we now have a plan to do it because this home isn't serving that. So I just want to concretize all these things together.
0: That's good. That's good, Nick. So how about a couple examples, some biblical references, because as you mentioned earlier, there's vision envisioning and vision all throughout Scripture. There's also being called to mission throughout Scripture. We love talking about Moses as a great leader, and Moses had to lead through some very difficult times, but he always had this vision of this land of milk and honey, right? It was the vision that he was given. He was given this vision. There is this land of milk and honey. He never got to see it, ironically. It's not even ironically. It's, prophetically, right? It's We may not see the end game that we are working toward. His mission included freeing the Israelites from Egypt and run. You know, he didn't always have the detail, but often he didn't have any of the detail. He's just following the Lord. And sometimes the steps of the plan, we don't know. And we're not told until it's time. And that's why we need to continually be docile with the Holy Spirit, recognizing that God has a plan and he'll give it to us when we need it. And as far as indicators or evidence or markers along the way, he had to listen to people complaining. He felt burned out. His father-in-law told him that you've got to bring in some other people. So the way he went about it, he brought in others. And we had a pillar of fire. He had the water flows out of a rock, manna from heaven. All of these are like, wait a minute, if God's giving me manna from heaven, that might suggest that we are on track where he's sustaining us in the desert. But those are examples where he had the vision of the land of milk and honey, didn't always have clarity of his plans, but he knew he was on mission and he was called on mission to get to that vision of success.
1: Using Jesus at a very high level here, the vision for Jesus' life was to restore us to the Father. So, that, so everything he's doing is trying to restore us to the Father. So those mission components, that the things he does is to fulfill the vision to restore us to the Father.
0: In the example with Jesus, Nick, his vision of success was that death is defeated, sin has no more power. And that the vision, that was the vision. And people are then having direct access to the Father through him. You don't have to go to the temple anymore. It's not only the one priest one time a year, everybody has access. That was the vision of success. His mission was go to earth, become a man die on a cross, teach people, lead by example, but die on a cross, then go to hell, release those who are captured, bind up the strong man, raise from the dead, and ascend. That was all part of the mission to become a man, Jesus' mission.
1: And then we have a mission as a disciple. I love it. I love it. just, Just trying to prove the point that this is in scripture. This is not management tools applied to the church. This is in scripture just trying to build it out, make it practical. Revelation 21. We're just going to read Revelation 21. I think it's one through eight we're going to read here. This is the end game. So when you, we're going to get to the mission challenge and invite you to go pray, but we have to begin with the end in mind. And the first end in mind is the eternal end. What does the end look like on earth as it is in heaven, as we pray in the, our father? What do we even mean when we say that? What is the end we're going toward so that then we can get really concrete in the shorter term? So, Revelation 21, 1-8. Just hear this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself will be with them. And now it's going to get even more concrete on the vision now. So really listen to this. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new. Also, he said, write this. For these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. More indicators right here, more vision for success. Listen to this. To the thirsty, I will give water without price from the fountain of the water of life. He who conquers shall have this heritage and I will be his God and he shall be my son. And then there's a vision for those who do not want this, those who don't conquer. The vision is, but as for the cowardly, the faithless, the polluted, as for the murderers, fornicators, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their lot shall be the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I love that example. That example
0: is a really a good one, Nick, because that's a vision. That is a vision from the Lord. It's not saying, here's how you're going to get there. It's not saying your call. But from that, we recognize our mission is to not be one of those unfaithful, those depraved, those murderers, the unchaste, the sorcerers, idol worshippers, deceivers. And our mission also is let's not allow others to be in that category. Which so I love that one. That's a great example. I think it's probably the best one so far, where it's like, that's a vision of success. And that's what we're challenging people to really think through
1: as leaders. Two, two final points before we jump into the mission challenge here. One is, you might be sitting there feeling like, I don't have the gifts and skills to do this. I haven't been trained in how to do this. This is a foreign reality to me. Yes, there are people who are more supernaturally and naturally gifted at casting vision. That's true. That's true. It's more intuitive. It's easier for them. But every leader is capable. Every leader. If you're called to leadership, you are. the Lord will give you a vision. If you ask him, if you pray with it, Ask people to help you. Work it out. Massage it. Keep praying with it. Keep asking people to help you cast that vision. You can do this. You can do this. With Jesus as our Lord and Savior, you can do this. He wants to do this with you. Second thing, Proverbs 29, 18. It says, my people perish without a vision. God's asking us to have a vision. If he's asking us, that means he's going to give it to us. And so we encourage you. Yeah. So as you enter this mission challenge with Rick here, just be encouraged that God wants to give it to you. You have everything you need to get to catch it. And he wants to help you more than you could possibly imagine to do. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Nick. All right, let's get to the mission challenge.
0: Now, this mission challenge is directed toward teams. That's where our focus is primarily teams. And yet, as always, we want to also help individual leaders. So we recommend and encourage you to do this as an individual as well. But we're challenging you as a team for two deep prayer sessions, right? And they don't have to be done in the same day. Now, if you're doing an offsite, this would be great to have these two in the same offsite. But perhaps it's one week, and then in your next week's leadership meeting, you do it the next week as well. But two prayer sessions. The first prayer session, and pray at least 30 minutes. Ideally, it's more like an hour to really be able to get in with Christ and the Holy Spirit and be able to journal and take notes. But at least 30 minutes, and the prayer is to ask the Holy Spirit to help you see the vision of success as described in Revelation. This vision of success for your parish, your diocese, your apostolate, your family, your school. And, and this isn't a statement. This is not a vision statement. It's trying to, it's trying to just envision what will it look like at that ultimate success? You may be like Moses where you never are, the, you might not even be there for that ultimate success, but that's what you're going to try to do. And then as you come out of prayer with your notes, you debrief that as a leadership team and you're trying to drive collectively discern the vision that the Lord is giving you of what you're trying to achieve, the state you're trying to arrive. In that parish in your location. Okay. So that's number one. First prayer session. Second prayer session. Again, if it's an offsite, same day. If it's not an offsite, maybe the next week. Now bring the timeline more near term. And you're going to make it a little more concrete, a little more attainable, perhaps, in where you're going. That vision of success, roughly five years out, based in reality of where you are. And where you're going long-term, that you've already prayed into, over the next five-ish years, Holy Spirit, show me, show us, what does it look like? What will it feel like? What will be different? Physically, what's different? Who is there then that's not here now? What are they doing then that they're not doing now? How are we behaving differently then? Then how we're behaving now? What's the impact in our community then versus now? What are the problems that exist today that will not exist then? What are the problems that will exist then based on living our mission that don't exist today? Perhaps it's what's the reputation now versus what it will be then. And it could get messy. In five years, it could be that House that has no sink and cardboard countertops? It could be. Ask the Lord, though. Ask the Lord to make it clear. How long are the confession lines? How are people worshiping outside of mass? What are families doing? What does our team look like? How do we behave as a leadership team? How do we disciple each other then versus how we disciple each other now? What does Sunday look like in our parish, in our family, in our school? What does the weekday look like differently? Okay, there's a lot there. Two prayer sessions. The first one is that ultimate land of milk and honey. Where are we going? The second one is more about five years. Whatever works for you. Some will say, "Ah, I don't know, five years. Okay, go three years. Some will say, that's not enough time. Ten years, go ten years. Whatever it is, right? It's whatever you discern makes sense for where you are. And as Nick mentioned in future episodes, we're going to talk about more detail, indicators, markers of success, we'll deep dive mission more specifically. We'll deep dive some of the more detail that we had talked about before, but this is more around vision and we, it's critical. It's your job as leaders. If you're not doing this, nobody's doing it. The Lord has put you in this position. If you feel called to be on this leadership team, and if you don't feel called to be on this leadership team, there's other callings for other people. But those of you who are there, and you may not be gifted to be a wanderer, you may not be gifted to be to see vision, but your team does, and they need your help. And if you're more of a tactical person, so be it. Get yourself out of the tactical aspect of what you're good at, and
1: just ask the Lord to help you. Great, Great mission challenge today. I want to take this exercise myself, even for my family at just- this Go do this for my family. Pray for this for my own life a little bit. I'm feeling very inspired right now. So thank you, brother, for that. Let's close in prayer. Let's pray for you as a leader right now, that God would do it, that you would be encouraged, and that you would be inspired to take the time, carve out the time to do this hard work. And with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Holy Spirit, we just ask you right now to inspire, encourage, activate, move in the hearts and minds of your leaders, all who are listening, that they would take the hard time to sit with you, that they would see the importance of doing this, that they would believe, have the faith to believe that you want to do this in them even more than they want it. Fill the hearts and minds of all your leaders right now. Come Holy Spirit. In a particular way, Holy Spirit, I also ask you renew and restore your leaders who are tired and burnt out, who are hearing this, and it just feels like another thing to do. For those leaders right now, Holy Spirit, just minister your peace and your calm and your healing. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the, name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We really want to thank you for listening, being a part of this journey that we're on ourselves to just keep growing and learning how to lead better in the church. If you've been inspired by this, please share it with others. We really want to help get the word out. Uh, we just want people to be encouraged, leaders to be encouraged, leaders to be equipped in the church today. So please share it, send it to someone who could use this. And uh, right now we all need encouragement and hope. So please pray for us. We are praying for you. Sincerely, we're praying for you. And in the words of St. Junipero Serra, always forward, never back.